What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 73 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, a very interesting conversation with the one, the only, Daylight. You may be familiar with Daylight's work in battle rap. He's a man of many talents. He makes music. He hoops. He joins in to speak on going viral repeatedly, Watts, California, battle rap, hoops, plus so much more. You can follow Daylight on Instagram at Daylight2K. That's D-A-Y-L-Y-T-2K. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe right on your Apple Podcast app. Check out the website as well, 1-2-Combo.com. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. up that magic real quick you feel me making some music oh yeah 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 how how often you hoop these days um i hope a lot to be honest like a lot a lot like i hope maybe like out of a week maybe like eight times a week <laughs> for real not like for real like like back home i hope in the morning in the afternoon and at night every day that's crazy because you know when I was when I was watching you play the other day, it's funny because kind of in this era, you got guys that could, you know, jump out the gym, handle, shoot it, but you kind of really don't buy what they're selling in terms of their game. It's kind of like all for like, yeah. like it looks good on social media, but when I watch you play, like I know you could really hoop. Like, yeah, I play ball like with like I play with Corey McGetty every day. Like, so I play with like NBA guys every single day. No, I could see it. Like, if you put nine good guys on the court, you could hoop. Like, yeah, so. hoop. Yeah, that, and like, like that's why like there. I was out of it. I'm like, oh, I haven't played this type of basketball in years. This is this is celebrity basketball. He was <laughs> running everywhere, shooting wild. I'm like, okay, okay, I got to remember where I'm at. It don't really matter what's happening in the real game. That's like, that's IG clip basketball. And I'm like, I don't really know how to play like that. A hundred percent. I see it. Um, I appreciate you being here. You know, when I was hooping overseas, I used to watch a lot of battle rap in my idle time. I passed oh, a lot of time. That. Yeah, I used to watch you versus clips over and over again. Um, Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy how like, like hoop and battle rap go hand, like not even hoop, but just sports 100%. and battle rap go hand in hand. Like, like, like I got so many connections built off of that. Like you know, NFL players, basketball players, baseball players, and I think like the same way we watch. The same way we watch sports, that's how they look at battle rap. Like, it's another sport in the yeah. sport category. Yeah, that one-on-one -on -one competition, that, like, gets my juice. Yeah. Like, I used to watch it right before games, and I, and I had some yeah. of my best games doing that. Like, it gets your competitive juices flowing. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, so, yeah, man, you have a lot of talents. You could hoop. Uh, obviously, you battle rap. You make music. But um, you have this talent to go viral over and over and over again. Do you do it just because you can? 
do you do it because you can or is it to spread a message is, is there like a method to your madness um it's fishing it's a form of fishing for me uh i understand that there's a certain number in the world like the number is in the billions right. and in order to make like a real difference you have to somehow get everyone's attention it's kind of the way tv works tv is attention whores like people know that people know that eyes are going to look at a tv screen so the media knows that so they'll put what they want to put on the tv to tell people what they want to tell them so this is just kind of like my way of saying hey look at me and then once i got you to look at me then i can tell you the real things that i need to tell you about when did you figure that out um very early in my life i'll say when i was like 18 19 probably earlier than that with do you remember like the time it happened like was there like a moment i was, I was probably like I'll say uh, the first time I realized it was probably like fifth grade. Okay. You know, because like I was like the Dennis the Menace kid of my class. Like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I was like super Dennis the Menace. I remember one time, like uh, I used to get kicked out of class like every day. Like, so one time I, I did some in the class, they called the security. And then, um, so it was two security guards came. One came from the left side, one came from the right side. And then like, Right before they got me, like I jumped off a rail of a two-story building. Like what? Like landed in the sand. Yo, this is an actual story in my, my elementary school. And um, after that, like when I landed in the sandbox, like all of the kids was out the classroom. Like at that moment, I think that's when I realized, like, okay, you got to do something big to get everybody to look something that they not willing to do. But back then, I didn't have a goal or a mission. I just knew that that's, that's how it worked. Do something right. large, get everybody to look. And then as I got older, I started to apply that in certain scenarios. Like, okay, do this, do that, so you can get them to look. Once you got their eyes, then you got their ears. So get their eyes first and then get their ears first. Right, goal or mission, do you feel you have that now? But most definitely now, I, I got it mastered. Like, I like. Sometimes I'd be like, let me let off the gas and give somebody else some time to do something. Because if I wanted to, <laughs> I could literally just go viral every single day. There's so many options, like go viral. I, like if I want to go viral, I'm in New York. I could just go to the Trump building and booboo on the Trump, like at the Trump building. Like that'd go viral. Daylight booboo is at the Trump building. Like that, that's going to go viral. Like it's, it's just, it's just so many things. Daylight goes to the wall of Mexico, booboo's on the wall. Like <laughs> it'll go viral, like literally. And then you could sell. And then you could sell a shirt. And then you could sell a shirt with that on it. It'll be, it'll be, be like, like all of Mexico. This no, I sell a shirt. This wall ain't, <laughs> and it's a picture of me boobooing on the wall. I just understand the mental. Like I understand people' attention span and how attention span works. Like, you know, I didn't fact check this, but um, I know you grew up in Watts, and you, you talked about it on interviews before. Yeah. It, it was tough growing up in Watts. I feel like in today's day and age, I could be totally off. That like street crime kind of went to digital crime. So did it get any better in Watts since, since when you were a kid? Nah, not no. really. Watts ain't never it's, – it's been the same. It's going to always be the same. It ain't going to never change. Uh, Watts is a Watts is kind of like its own jurisdiction from the rest of the world. That's crazy. For example, like, you know how, like, when Nip passed, everybody had the Peace Treaty? And right. That don't apply in Watts. That's crazy. Like, everybody in L.A. is cool except Watts. Like, Watts is the only people that don't apply to that jurisdiction, like, so people in Watts are still destroying each other every day. Like, like, did anybody ever do like a documentary on Watts, like letting this story be? It's known? a few. Of them. You, could, you could look at the Bonnie Hunter DVD. You could just type in Bonnie Hunter documentary or Grape Street documentary or Imperial Court's documentary or 
gangs of watts. It's a few documentaries, but even those documentaries don't get too much shine. Closest thing we had to show the world what Watts was like was Minister Society. And that entire movie is based off of Watts. Crazy. Bradley, man. Uh, man, Bradley's laugh is crazy, by the way. But um, no. was there... <laughs> be, be daylight. Stick with daylight for a second, though. Uh... <laughs> Yo, Bradley, like, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, like, I'm like I got, like, a monster inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh is crazy. Was there a message you were trying to send with that? Um, most definitely, like, what I wanted to do with Bradley, and it's crazy because it actually, like, actually exactly what I tried to do actually happened. So one thing I've learned about, like, the way this world works is, you know, perception is everything, and race race plays an important part on how people perceive people. So especially in the Black community, we have been slaved and ass-whipped for so many years. We really are kind of used to non-Black people telling us what to do. It's kind of sad, but it is what it is, right? So if I say, hey, my black brothers, y'all need to learn this and y'all need to study this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, we ain't trying to hear that. But I figure if I dress in the look that they are fond to, which is a higher up, a higher up, super rich, white looking guy, they'll listen to what I got to say. And sure enough, that happened. People, they- you know, Brad- Bradley got t- damn near 10,000 some followers overnight. Wait, Bradley got IG? Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, crazy. People be in the DM, yo, Bradley be talking that real. Like, people have paid me to do Bradley features and not Daylight features. Bro, it's it's crazy, bro. Subconsciously, like I said, subconsciously, black people like looking at slave owners. That shit is beat inside of them. It's sad to say, but it, it, it is what it is. Another, another serious topic I'd like to touch on, you know, Mac Miller's untimely passing was a while ago already, but do you feel that helped hip hop trend away from the drug use culture or it's still here and it'll be here for a while? It's most definitely still here and it'll be here for a while. Uh, we, you know, I feel like we can't be mad at people like Mac Miller. We can't be mad at none of the druggies, right? We can't be mad at none of the, none of the, none of these kids doing drugs because they didn't start that. You got to think Eminem had a song called Purple Pills. Yeah. Who you think was listening to that? Oh, so, but that's the thing. It was cool then. Purple pills and doing mushrooms and all that. Being a druggie was cool back then, too. So these kids are only following the other m- that told them to do the wrong shit. So I think this drug ain't going nowhere, man. Like, it, it's never going to go nowhere. It's, it's something that is behind. Drugs live in the studio of hip-hop, like, Every studio I go to got to smoke a hundred blunts before they record. You got to think first it was weed. Then it was chronic. Now it's like OG, triple OG, moon rock, purple moon rocks. Then after that, it's going to be hundred percent THC. Then it was cocaine. Then it was ecstasy. Then it was Molly, the blue dolphins, man. They just going to create something new again for the new kids to use. Yeah. I mean, it, Drugs have always been there, but I felt like it kind of shifted from the drug dealers to the drug users. Back then, you had drug dealers because people were trying to make money. Like, people use drugs as a way to make money. Right. Nowadays, most of these rap kids are already rich. We all so, know yeah. kids are drug users. That's evident. We all know that. Most of the kids are already rich. They're super drug druggy kids, and they just make music. Like, that's really what it is. Like, Mac Miller... No, no disrespect to Mac Miller, but I don't think he was big enough to make an impact on people to not do drugs. 
felt like somebody else would have to make that message. Somebody else. Somebody else, like, somebody else that really had their hands to the streets. Like, Mac, Mac is a dope artist, but he didn't really have his hands to the street. Like, if somebody like Nipsey was like, don't do drugs, drugs is not the way, boom, 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 then that'll make a, a big impact. If somebody like Drake or one of these, like, major, I'm talking about Drake, a Kanye, or some of these people like don't do drugs. I think that'll that'll stop that'll stop a large portion of people doing drugs. I think it would take a few people probably spreading that message at the same time. <laughs> like if if a lot of major artists came together as a collective and said, "Hey, everybody, we are the world. Let's no longer do no forms of drugs or alcohol substances." Let's be healthy. Let's drink plenty of water and eat healthy. Yada yada yada. That should make a dramatic change, but. I don't think they're going to do that. Right, right. I have a crazy theory, man. Um, you know, I, I listened to your uh, Adam 22 interview and you were talking about how you knew you were going to get in a car accident yeah. on the way there. And that happens to me all the time. I actually did don't get in the car accident, but I know when somebody's going to come into my lane. Like yesterday, it happened to me. Like I was just driving down the street. I know like something I feel like a weird vibe. I'm about to get into an accident. And then some dude went crazy 90 miles an hour and went over the curb. But he actually didn't crash. But I could just feel that happening before it happened. I it, but bro. I think it's, of, it's, it's nature. It's like it's I, something that we're it's something that we're naturally supposed to have. It's like dogs, right? Like it's like animals. Like you you know how animals know what's up. Yeah. Like 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 say for instance, like a cheetah or something is creeping on a pack of gazelles. The gazelles just know. Like all right, there's a cheetah over here somewhere. I don't know where is it, but it's somewhere over here. We got that instant too. Like, okay, this is not good. This is not bad. Something not right. I could feel it. And it's kind of up to you to make the decision. Like, you ever been in a situation where you knew you shouldn't have done something? You did it anyway, and something bad happened. We know. Right. We know. Right. We absolutely know from the beginning. We know. And here's my theory. I don't think everybody could feel those those vibes as well. And I think playing a sport like basketball, this might sound crazy where you're like reading the game and you're reading what people are doing all the time and you're reading people's personalities, I think it could help bring those vibes out. Yeah, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Ba basketball, people think basketball is a training sport. Nah, that's 99% mental. 100%. Being able to read the game, being able to know when you're feeling good, being able to know, okay, my shot not on today. Like, it's like a lot of things with that. Right. Like, let's say you have a head case on your team. You want to feed him the ball a little bit so he won't bug out. <laughs> exactly. Like me, I run my point guard mentality in the real world. Like, sure. I'm like, all right, boy, let me get him right here. Let me put him in position. When I get right here, I'm going to curl around him to get to the basket, to get to the goal. Like, I'll I be running full motion offense on the real world. <laughs> I see it. I, I feel that. I feel the same way, 100%. Yeah. Ghostwriting, man. If a rapper has one, do you feel like they should be? They can be considered top five, top ten, or whatever list a person might have. I used to feel like that earlier in my career until I got in the game and realized some of my favorite rappers had ghostwriters. I would say about ninety-five percent of the, your favorite rappers have ghostwriters, but it's not their fault, right? I don't even want to say that they was like, "Hey, I need help." What happens is a label will come to an artist and say, "Well, hey." We got a song already done. We just want you to say it over. The song is and, a guaranteed hit record. We're guaranteed. It's a guaranteed hit. We already have the budget behind it. We're going to blast it everywhere. We just need your voice on it. You would think there'd be more rappers that would just say, I'm not doing this. 
Hey, hey, if somebody came to you, if you're an artist that put your time and effort into something, and somebody came to you and said, hey, bro, we got about $600 million for you to just record this over. You going to say no? $600 million in my pocket? Like straight up, flat out, like a $3 million deal. Like here's $3 million, legit $3 million for you, just so you can record this record over. Yeah, that's like the equivalent of making the league for them probably. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Man, you, you're not going to hesitate. Yeah. And, and, then, song, but, and the song is guaranteed going to hit. Like, it's a guaranteed hit record. Because the machine's behind you. The machine is all the way behind the record. Do you want to have a solo career? Like, I know you have a solo career. Do you want to be uh, a top solo artist? No, nah, I, don't, I don't. I don't really care to even play that game. Got you. I don't, and I'll tell you why. One of the reasons why I don't want to be a major, major artist is because I still like to have my freedom. I still like to be able to walk down the street. I still like to be able to eat regular at regular restaurants. I still like to take my children to the park. Like, I don't like the simple fact that some of these rappers really have to, like, their success has become their own prison. And I know that because I be with some super, super successful people, and they literally, they, like, they literally have to hide majority of their life. Do you see it eating at them? Yeah. It hurt. It hurt some of these motherfuckers. It hurt. Like they can't they they be afraid to go out their front door. I don't yeah. want people taking pictures of me every time I'm at the beach. Every time I'm somebody got a camera paparazzi. I don't want that. I like to be regular how I am right now. I'm like in the middle of all of that. Like I'm popular enough where people are like, oh, that's daylight. Let's take a picture. But it ain't, I ain't going to be no paparazzi in my bushes. How about in the acting space? You in still wouldn't want space, it? In the acting space, I think I would most definitely try to go all the way in the acting space. I would just brand myself different from artists. Like, I wouldn't make myself so exclusive where people can't see me. Like, I'll be an active person to where people are like, oh, you might see daylight at the beach or you might see daylight anywhere. Like, he's... He's not always missing. We it's not like we only see him on TV. Like we actually see the dude playing basketball, like right there. They go to court. He's like out there right now playing basketball. I feel like you could live in LA and New York and not be bothered too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I just I don't want to be trapped inside my own prison, man. Like it'd be looking like hell for some of these people, bro. Like, how you got a gated community inside of a gated community? Like, that is kind of spooky. Definitely. Um, top five battlers of all time. Who you got? Mook of all time? Like, ever? Mook? Yeah. Uh, uh, Cassidy? Mook? Uh, but Cassidy hasn't battled. Like, he battled good, but he didn't really battle in this era still, too much. It's like it, that's like saying Jordan never played. That's true. It's still Jordan. That's Cassidy true. is still a legend. It don't matter if like are you going to judge Michael Jordan's career based off when he played on the Wizards? No. You know. But the but the NBA was still the NBA back then. This is like this right. URL, the thing with Cassidy URL is so different. Cassidy battled Cassidy battled in the era that was 10 times harder than this era. He's 5,002. I want you to really think about that. He's legitimately 5,000 battles in. Legitimately. That crazy. These dudes in today's era can't even get through three rounds without choking. Can't take yeah. no You can't. You just can't. 
So I would go Mook. I would go Cassidy. Mook. You got to think Mook chased Cassidy at one point in time. So that should tell you something. You got to go Cassidy, Mook. I'm going to throw 40 Cal in that. Okay. 40 Cal is most definitely high on my list. Um, In their prime, I'm going with T-Rex. Prime Rex is most definitely one of those dudes that help shift the culture. Right. Uh, and I would go Loaded Lux for the number fifth spot. Um, You feel like if you didn't – I know the reason we talked about why you have the antics, but if you haven't, would you you feel like you would have been in that top five? Uh, I think I've surpassed all of that. So um, you're in the top five. You you are you want you just including yourself. Think I'm in, I think like I'm in daylight. Like I think I've created like another world where I live, like an island somewhere. Because like people say, do you think you would be looked at different if you didn't do antics? I want you to think about what we're talking about. You're not even talking about my raps. We talking about antics. That that in itself is exactly why I did the antics. I knew exactly doing all this while it would push me way further than any bars that any of these rappers spit. And sure enough, look at the offices and look at the places that I'm in and all the other rappers are not in. And I'm, it's sad to say, but the antics got me there. There was a method to the madness. A method to the madness. I'm curious, man, what is the Illuminati? Um, it's a lot of ways to think about it. So you have, you have the sheep people who hear the word Illuminati and they automatically think that it's a bunch of evil, satanic people they got a lot of money that just worship the devil and all type of wild. And then you got higher level people like myself and numerous miles of people that understand that the Illuminati is not bad people. It's actually a group of people who understand the world and who is enlightened about everything that has happened over time. And it's also a group of people that understand that majority of churches and all pastors and all bigger churches are run by evil people and they're all pedophiles. So, it's two ways to look at that word Illuminati. You can look at it from a sheet perspective or you can look at it from the perspective of what it actually really is. Anybody out there you'd want to battle? Because I feel like the best battles are usually when both people want to actually battle each other. Right now, I don't want to battle anybody. I have no, I have like actually zero desire to battle rap at all. Zero. That wouldn't make for a good battle, right? If you don't want to battle at all. Uh, it's just, Ah, my heart not there. Like, like I'm more so in the battle of real life. Like, I'm like fighting actual battles in real life. Like, with the mind, with the soul, with the spirit, all type of other stuff in real life. I just have no desire to stand on stage with somebody and watch them rap about how they were going to kill me. It makes no sense right now to me. Like, it, like mentally, it makes absolutely no more sense to me. Like, it was cool when we were younger, and it was it's cool. But I guess I've just grown beyond it. Like. And on top yeah. of that, like when I finally do hear battles that I haven't heard in a long time, like or when I finally like be like, all right, let me watch a battle that just came out. And you hear the content and it's so robotic. Like it's everybody sounds the same. Everybody raps the same now. Everybody talks about the same guns. The same, it's damn near is becoming mumble battle mumble rap to me. That's maybe why they need you. Nah, they don't need me. The ship is already crashing. I'll let it crash by itself. So you're saying battle rap is going downhill? No, nah, it's most definitely going uphill, but it's going uphill in battle rap. I think like battle rap is a niche culture. It's most definitely its own world, and its own world is growing. But outside, people are kind of like, ah, battle rap, nah. It felt like it could have went mainstream at one point, right? 
It could have, but it's not designed to go mainstream. It never was designed to go mainstream because mainstream is for foo-foo boys. How you going to promote one? As a mainstream company, you can't promote Young Thug on one side of your label then promote Battle Rap on the other side. It just doesn't make sense. You can't train the fans to be stupid and try to train the fans to be smart. It, it just doesn't make sense. It's not going to work. So Battle Raps is not designed to be in big crowds. They if We're talking about Battle Rap. We're talking about a place where you're supposed to be lyrical. They're not designed to be in big crowds. They're designed to be in tighter niche markets, the tighter niche areas where you can actually listen to whatever the rapper is saying. So the bigger yeah. Battle Raps get, the worse they will become. Crowds will boo. Crowds will be drunk. It just it just becomes irritating, like super irritating. Where can we find your music, Daylight? All my music is exclusively at daylightofficial.com, D-A-Y-L-Y-T official.com. I have all my music there exclusively. And all the other music that I have on social, I mean, on social, on streaming services will be pulled down in July and also added to my website. You know, I really appreciate you being here, man. It, it was a cool conversation. And you're always welcome back on the show. Maybe one day we'll do Most it in person, man. Most definitely. I'm with it. There it is. Episode 73 is in the books. Big shouts to Daylight for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, man. Let me know how you feel about this episode right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star rating and punch down on that subscribe button as well. Appreciate the continued support. Shouts to everyone listening to Combo's Court across the globe. Be on the lookout for episode 74. Combo out.